Welcome to the Boho News Podcast. Here, we share the latest news, comments and opinion from across the boutique, lifestyle and luxury hotel sectors, along with thought-provoking interviews with industry leaders. My name's Eloise Hansen, editor at BHN and host of this week's episode. Today's podcast is sponsored by Journey, and I'm speaking with the company's CEO, Luca Zambello, about tech evolution, how hoteliers can prepare for a busy summer season, and his forecasts on industry trends. Well, Luca, thank you for um, joining me in my podcast show today. It was only a couple of weeks ago that our paths crossed. It was at the the Shorties, which is um, an awards celebrating the the companies and the individuals in the global short-term rental industry. However, this time, we are speaking to a hotelier audience. So for those listeners who might not be familiar with Journey, Luca, why don't you kick off by introducing Journey? Yeah, definitely. Um, we, we are a tech hospitality company. Um, we're uh, started in LA and um, our goal since the very beginning was to make technology more accessible for this industry, for both the short-term rental industry and the hotel industry. Um, we realized pretty early on that technology is going to be a major factor, major component for everybody's business in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also realized that the barrier to entry is way too high and whatever solutions are out there, it's very complicated to understand what to use very fragmented um, and kind of like almost if you're not a tech savvy person, it's almost hard to to even know what to do and where to start. And we think that um, that some technology have taken off, but not all of them. It's not yet the default mode of running a hospitality business using technology because the barrier to entry is still too high. A very, I like to compare it very similarly to early computer age um, where, uh, you know, computer was not a, 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 something that everybody could, could have access to, but one was the cost. The second piece was uh, the difficulty of using a computer. Mm-hmm. Now everybody has a computer in their pocket. <laughs> um, and, and I think, uh, very similarly that this is how the hospitality industry is evolving. Mm-hmm. So can I ask, um, what, what, technology solutions and services you offer then to the hotel and short-term rental markets? Yes. So um, we started as an operator. That's, mm-hmm. that's actually how we started the company. And we used the, uh, our man- a little bit above 200 units that we managed as a guinea pig to, mm-hmm. to develop um, a full tech stack. Right, so we be, we truly believe, as I said before, that that if you want to be the future of hospitality, you have to adopt multiple different components of, of technology. And the thing is that if you only use a certain kind of components, it's not as good as using them all together and making sure that they all work very seamlessly together. You know, you can't really remove a front desk just because you have an automatic lock if you have no ways of verifying guests. And if you verify a guest digitally, how, how do you tell the system that you verify someone? So, so that's just to show you just a little bit of the component. And at the same time, like the managing of cleaning, uh, ticketing and maintenance, 
so the importance of having this components and this technology all working together, it's, um, it's a must if you want to have a scalable operation or if you want to have a system that really enhance what you're doing and actually helps you um, not having to use a lot of your time by managing the business, but you can actually think about a bigger picture stuff, bigger picture things. Uh, so that's that's really what we focus on. And, and I think technology can really shift that mm-hmm. and can change how you now run a hotel where mm-hmm. it takes you way less time. You can focus on things you like more. And um, at the same time, improve the guest experience and uh, improve the quality of what you're offering and make more money. Mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, that's uh, the bottom line of what technology can do. So it's, it's pretty big value out. There's... Um... There's been some great steps forward, for, particularly from the hotel standpoint, in terms of their attitude, I guess, and behavior towards technology, in terms of actually embracing it, implementing it simply out of necessity. And I think we've mm-hmm. almost propelled ourselves quite a few years forward in the natural evolution of hotel operations and management. And on that note, Luca, I'd like to ask how Journey has evolved its tech stack over the last couple mm-hmm. of years in response to these market and industry demands. Well, I think um, that anybody that develops any type of software um, needs to be able to evolve. Right. And I think that's one of the things that we see oftentimes, especially in hospitality, is that people treat software like it's a solid product. Uh, They develop it and then they leave it the way it is Mm -hmm. and they don't evolve it. Um, And I think uh, it's very important to constantly evolve it and constantly understand what the market needs are. Um, The figure we want to take is, hey, like as an operator, you don't want to be spending time figuring out what are the best vendors or making sure that those vendors are up to date on what's, what's the latest trend on what's the latest thing you need. Um, let us do that. And mm-hmm. we're going to give you this 360 degree solutions um, that is going to do that. So it's, it's, uh, it's, I think it's for us very important that we are always on top of every single latest trend and um you know, constantly evolve as a company. But to go into specific on some of the evolution, we actually did multiple things, um, especially I think there's there's three industries that are kind of coming together and it's corporate housing, short-term rentals and hotels. Mm. Um, a lot of people think they're separate industries, which kind of they are, but they're getting closer and closer to becoming one of the same. And I think the demand of uh, people wanting to do multiple different things with their assets Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's something that is increasing, and that's for example, that's one of the our latest efforts right now is to make sure that we bring those three industries together. Mm-hmm. I think each of these industry has something to teach to the other, uh, and we're trying to bring the best of the best uh, and put it together. We did that actually from the very beginning by hiring, you know, some former executive on top companies in the short-term rental space and on the hotel space, and and combine them. Um, and we're still doing that, but we're doing that from also from the property management software side of things. We're certainly seeing, at least across boutique hotel news and, and short-term rentals, that, that blurring 
across the, the two different markets. We even run service department use, which to some degree incorporates business travel and corporate housing. And the stories that we write under said vertical are sometimes relevant to all three audiences. It's yeah. only a trend, I believe, which is going to be sped up over time. And on your point earlier, Luca, you mentioned about the, the evolution of software. Hoteliers and, and general managers, I think their largest pain point is when they introduce, say, hardware or software or, or certain technological services and solutions. If they need to upgrade it five years down the line, as in rip everything out and replace it, <laughs> they're unlikely going to want to invest initially so if the, the ease of upgrading that software and the and the and the solutions is is going to be much more simpler and streamlined in the future i think you're on to a win-win there 100 and that's that's what we before even before starting this company as an operator i was looking at what are the companies that are going to be the leaders in five years, three to five years, not that they are today, because, because of the same reason what you said. Um, but if you look at any, a lot of the top operators, they change four, five, six technology providers or uh, anything from the pricing or the PMS side of things. And, and they keep changing, changing, changing until they build their own system because they're so tired of it. Mm. Um, you, you saw that with Sander, you saw that with, you know, Vicasa and some of the other major, major players, right? Because, and that's what we realized. We said, listen, that's, as operators, we had to build our own system if we wanted to be scalable. And, and, that's, and that's what we did. And then we said, well, what if we open the system for other people? And we make sure we, we stay honest to our own promise of like keep updating and understanding that the needs are constantly going to change mm -hmm. and you have to be on top of that trend or you're going to be left behind. Um, and furthermore, you're creating a big obstacle to, to your partners, right? Mm -hmm. um, clients, right? Um, because changing a, something like a PMS, it's a big job. And yes. that's just one component. Um, yeah. So absolutely. Where do you think then that the, the greatest innovation lies for, um, for tech integration at at property level and i've asked this before look looking at the sort of pre during and post stay of the guest journey so with that in mind luca where do you think there is the most opportunity here to be innovative consolidation mm -hmm. uh it's making it easy like uh, and I bring back the example of the computer because it's uh, it's it's very, I guess, familiar with a lot of people. Like in the beginning, you wanted to have a computer, you had to buy a motherboard. And I like to to say to compare to like a PMS today, right? That's your motherboard, uh, and then you buy all different components. Uh, you know, your pricing is your let's say RAM or whatever, and yeah, okay. you add all these different components, and then you put together a computer that is not meant to be necessarily working together. Everybody develops with their own specs, mm -hmm. but it's not really meant to be working together. So you have this system and you don't have something to run it. So you're running it 
at the time in DOS, which is not an operating system. So it's not elegant. It doesn't, it's clunky. It doesn't really work well together. And so the people are using it are only like professionals, right? Mm -hmm. and, and only like the people that really understand the industry and it's very complicated. And I think the evolution, like it was in the computer which with an operating system or like a company like Apple, uh, doing a MacBook Pro where you don't have to think about a thing. You don't even know what's inside. You don't want to know or your iPhone, right? Or whatever phone you don't. Yeah. Very few people now focus on really what's inside, um, but they just care about that it works and it's good. Um, and, and the usability is super easy thanks to a very easy to use OS, right? An operating mm -hmm. system. And I think this is very similar on how this industry is going to evolve. And the people that are the best at doing this are going to be the big, the big winners uh, in the future. Are you predicting then that, that we, the industry, will see greater consolidation within the tech space moving forwards? And if so, is that, is that um, something that, that Journey is actively seeking? Yes and yes. <laughs> exactly. We believe that's the biggest trend and that's why we, we focus the entirety of our efforts in our business specifically to do that and, and, and try to be the best at doing that. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's, I, we don't know many companies uh, or almost none that they're doing this yet, but we think two to three years is going to be the biggest trend. It doesn't mean that individuals um, an individual pricing company is not going to be successful. Yes, no, they will be successful. But the pricing companies that are going to be successful, and I give pricing as an example of one of the many softwares, mm -hmm. are going to be the one that understand this trend and partner up with companies that they're consolidating. So you're going to have companies that consolidate systems, which it could be like, say, the Apple of, of the situation, but in this industry, but you have people that still build specific components. Apple still outsource different components, but those components they outsource, they're built with uh, very precise specifications so that they can work with, within Apple system. So the same way, I think this industry is going to be evolved. Like the idea of having a PMS that integrates with 15 different pricing software or 15 different, uh, I, I don't know, guest verification systems, mm -hmm. it's gonna disappear because it just, oh, or it will stay there, but it's going to be, a, I think, a smaller section of the of the industry because for people that need this high level of customizations, but it, it will not work well. Yeah. That's the bottom line. By definition, if it's not meant to be working together, it won't work well. Mm -hmm. And I think anyone who has built worked on a PMS or or built systems, they understand what I'm what I'm talking about very very well. Let's let's look at the bottom line and let's look yeah. at how how embracing, adopting, and implementing technology can impact bottom line. What are your thoughts on this? Well, it can impact it dramatically for multiple different reasons. Um, well, it can, you can impact your top line, which mm -hmm. eventually will impact your bottom line. So uh, better pricing, better distribution, it means you're going to have more revenue. 
um, yeah, listing optimization is something that very few people talk about, but that's a big topic, uh, something that also will help you improve the guest experience. I think bad technology uh, reduces guest experience. Good technology improves guest experience. Mm. And, and I think especially for most outsiders, this like uh, hospitality is made by people. A hundred percent, I agree with that. But the definition of what that means has changed completely. Mm. And um, and I think the people don't see value. No, I think I know for a fact. We run surveys. We we have plenty of data that proves this. The, the more time passes, the less people see value on, for instant checking in. The actual physical checking of a person checking you in, it's not a value anymore. It's actually a disadvantage. Okay. Today. Um, and like that, there's many other trends, right? So um, I think, for instance, you're investing money on uh, having a 24-7 front desk, you're wasting a lot of capital. Mm -hmm. So that's something that can affect your, your bottom line. And you're wasting capital. And on top of that, you're not creating value, but you're creating an impediment for your guests. That's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not saying that 100% all hotels need to remove their front desk. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying you have to read your trends. You have to understand the markets you're in. And you have to start evolving and creating more independence and maybe shifting the roles of a front desk to more of a concierge uh, um, service where it improves the guest experience. And now you're creating more value. So maybe you can charge more money and have a higher occupancy. So that's a, that's a practical example. And then on the management side, like managing cleaners, like mm -hmm. there's so many roles just to check to make sure that people have done their job properly. And you can use so many technologies to do that today. Yeah. Um, our system allows people to have a much better overview of what's happening inside the hotel with just even con contractors, cleaners, and not even having somebody to have, who has to double check after their work. Right, and you can just imagine just that side of things: the management of ticketing, the management of guest communications, all of those things. There's, there's a whole world. I can go on and on. The list is, <laughs> is infinite. And 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 you know, the more of these things you you start optimizing, then your bottom line start improves dramatically. And to give a practical example of assets that utilize, and again, I'm saying our system by. People can build their own. There's mm -hmm. other ways to go. I'm not saying necessarily like you have to use Journey to to get to to this point. But I'm talking about vouching for technology, right? If you mm -hmm. have the right system in place, we have seen hotels going from a, a 15 to 20 percent, or sometimes 10 percent GOP margin to a 70 percent, seven zero, mm -hmm. right? Same asset, same management, same everything. That's just by utilizing technology, utilize the right processes, the right training, and all and readapting their assets to the, to the modern guest, right? Mm -hmm. So what I was saying that the front desk doesn't bring any value, but things like ingredients amenities and creating custom experiences now is the number one value for for guests. And if you're on a boutique hotel or and you don't understand that, you are going to be left behind. So you have to invest. And what's the future of the trend? So invest, investing in technology, guest experiences, and in unit amenities. If you're not doing all three of them, the chances are that in five to 10 years, the asset will become obsolete. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to test you a bit further than, than five to 10 years time because you've just touched on something here, which I would like to pick you up on about, I suppose, preparing for the future. What would be your advice to boutique hoteliers right now who are preparing for a busy summer? So I'm, I'm talking in the next month, two months time, rather than five years down the line. What would be your advice, Luca? The investment of, of uh, many of the things I've been talking about are more of on the long term, longer terms investment. Um, mm -hmm. Although there are some technology you can start adapting today and start bringing results today. I mean, the fact that I've seen many and I've seen percentages of how many independent and boutique hotels do not use dynamic pricing, for instance. Mm -hmm. So the level of non-adaptations of technology, it's much bigger on the hotel side. And, um, and um, two things that you can do immediately to bring immediate results. One is dynamic pricing, if you are not doing it. And what a lot of hoteliers hate me when I say this is actually using OTAs. <laughs> the short-term rental industry is teaching to the hotel industry, they, your OTAs are your friends, not your enemy. Mm -hmm. It's a cheap way to acquire a customer, a very cheap way. I know you think 15% is high or 20%, right? But it's not. And today you can start utilizing uh, OTAs like Airbnb. Airbnb, if you have a boutique hotel has, that has a customer, experience it's not like your typical looking hotel mm. and if you have a boutique hotel with I, I say sub 100 rooms very likely you have a chance of being able to list it on airbnb whereas like smaller ota fees yeah and it opens up a whole new market for you even if you were to pay 30 percent for your bookings which will be a ridiculous amount of money but <laughs> if in the end of the day you can you can your bottom line is higher if in the end of the day, that means you can charge a higher ADR and have a higher occupancy mm -hmm. and make more profit. Why fighting it? Yeah. It's, um, it's funny that you bring up OTAs because there's been such a, I think, attitudes again towards OTAs. Initially, at, at the start of the pandemic, there was this whole confusion between OTAs, their hotels and their guests. It was this everyone was just butting heads because the cancellation policies, it, it was an absolute mess. Mm -hmm. Now coming out of it, I do wonder if there is going to be more trust in OTAs, whether you will start to rely more on, say, a given you know, travel manager, I suppose, or an agent who would be able to take care of your trip for you. So yeah, I think that... Ooh we are unfortunately not in a position of choose, to mm. choose here. Uh, that's just the trend. You can't choose trends. <laughs> trends happen whether you want them to happen or not. But there's a bottom line reality that if you go into whatever market you are today and you Google hotels, I'll give you an example. Let's say you're in South Beach, Miami, and you Google Hotel South Beach, Miami, I promise you, the first 15 to 20 results are all OTAs. Mm -hmm. The amount of dollars you need to compete on that search, it's insane. It's yeah. way above 15 to 20% of your booking. So you have to look at reality. 
we can stay here and you know create all our own theories of, on things or are or wanting to to deny reality or sometimes but this is this is the new reality and we have to adapt and unfortunately Unfortunately, technologies are making trends evolve way quicker than we ever seen before in the past. So people that don't adapt quickly will be left behind. Mm -hmm. I'd like to move move on and, and, and touch on growth here. I suppose it's, it's going to be one of the final questions of, of today's conversation. But as, thus far, we, we've looked at it from a, a hotelier slash manager side. What can they do to prepare? What can they do to, to move forwards and then advance their technology? But what about from a journey perspective? I mean, in which markets are you looking to partner with hotels? Do you look for a specific type of property? Is it dependent on room count, dependent on location? I mean, what do you look for? We just want to make sure we can create success stories. Um, that's that's our number one um, goal, and uh, I say marketing goal as well, because we understand that the more success stories that we create, the more likely it is that other people are going to recommend our business to other people in the same industry. So um, that's our number one major focus. So. I'm the first person that if somebody comes to us and we think that we cannot really improve their, their reality, which again, it rarely happens, but um, if that happens, well, I'm the first person to say, probably we're not a good solution for you. So mm -hmm. for instance, like if, if our owner, it does not believe that, that uh, technology is going to be the future uh, and they're not willing to make a minimum amount of investment like high-speed internet, Mm -hmm. That's something that for me is it's it's already something that I know that is not going to create a success story because our interests are not aligned, mm -hmm. right? Um, so that's that's the main thing. And right now, for simple fact that we want to create a success story, we only focus on markets we know we can succeed. Mm -hmm. And for right now, for us, it's like mainly North America, a little bit UK. We we're we're starting, but as of now, those are the only markets we're focusing on. Mm -hmm. And let's say there is somebody in our audience today who's dying to get in touch. I mean, most of our, about 30% of boutique hotel news readers are based in North America. So how can they get in touch with Journey? What's the process? Uh, I think the easiest way, um, well, you can reach out directly to me on LinkedIn, or they can go on our website, uh, journeyjurny.com. And there's the uh, inquiry session and the uh, section and they can just send an inquiry there. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time today, Luca. Best of luck with the rest of your journey, pardon the pun, and we will look to catch up very soon. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Boho News podcast. If you'd like to keep up to date with industry news, head on over to boutiquehotelnews.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter.